Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show, everyone, to those listeners in the United States and around the world. So appreciative of you following our show Especially Ireland always has number one listeners, so thank you. But I appreciate every country that listens to this show. Hey, a special shout out to Yoshiko. Yoshiko Dart, you know, every show, there's a shout out for every year to Yoshiko Dart. And that is because we want to remember her and we want to remember the great late Justin Dart. And that is what I'm making sure everyone remembers. Also, thank you to Highmark. Highmark has been our lead sponsor for the past three years. I so appreciate uh, their support. And AudioEye has also been a sponsor of the show. So I have to tell you, I am very excited about the show today because I love our guest. I do. I mean, he is just awesome. He is awesome. And I've known him for a long time. You are going to love hearing him. And he is Derek Shields, the president of Forward Works Consulting. And Derek, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks a lot, Joyce. It's great to be with you. I appreciate that kind introduction. Well, hey, Derek, let's start by talking about you for all of our listeners around the world. How did you first become involved in the disability community? Oh, sure. It goes back a little ways. Uh, I was actually at Bucknell University in Pennsylvania, and um, really my first experience with disability was uh, I had a blind college roommate. And, um, you know, that blind college roommate went literally on to become a rocket scientist. And um, it showed me, you know, forms of, you know, uh, reasonable accommodation um, in an educational setting. But it also showed me completely what was possible, and it's, I, I learned to bust stigma firsthand by having a friend um, who was blind. Um, later on, I was in, in the early 90s, I graduated, and I was working for a manufacturing company in sales and marketing, uh, and I, I was successful, but it really lacked um, fulfillment. And so in 1995, I made a jump out of that field, and I uh, landed um, working with federal agencies on reasonable accommodations, and really never went back. So that was my the completion of the journey. I found a community that was connected to the human rights movement, and that was fulfilling for me. And as I say, um, the rest is history. So 25 years ago, and guess what, Derek? That is when I founded Bender Consulting Services. So there you go. We both started at the same time. That is amazing. And it is also, isn't it something how when you work with a person with a disability, it just changes how you think about disability? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so, you know, back in 95, I started working with many colleagues with disabilities, and they... um, were kind enough to let me into their communities and their perspectives. 
And I started to realize that those perspectives were, in fact, um, both more interesting and uh, innovative in many ways. Um, And I hadn't had that opportunity before. So it it started certainly letting me see how things could be done in an inclusive way early. Um, And, um, you know, out of 95, yeah, so we paralleled each other in many ways in our careers. And I've loved being a a witness to Bender Consulting's rise and impact. It's been phenomenal to see you and your team during that journey as well. Well, thank you. You know, uh, Derek, why I'm talking about this, I always tell companies when they're thinking, oh, how are we going to change the way people think? What can we do? And I tell you know what you can do? Hire someone. Because when people see a person with a disability that they're working with side by side and see how successful they are, that is the best way to see employment move forward in that company. Don't you think that's true? Oh, absolutely. It, it starts by hiring one individual, and then we'll have a chain reaction. And so we've been doing that for a while, and one of the areas that I started doing more recently was being a little bit more specific with some of the um, less employed um, segments and starting to intentionally employ uh, individuals with intellectual disabilities on projects. Um, because um, I learned from them, uh, and it affords them an opportunity where, in many communities, they're not getting that opportunity. Um, so, yes, without a doubt, stop and hire one, and it will change the success uh, and the outcomes and impact of your, your work, your company, and certainly your clients' work. Yeah. You know, um, something you mentioned Wow, that's that's so important to me also. People with intellectual disabilities are so left out of employment, you know, so left out. So I'm really happy to hear that you were including them in your workforce. That is really awesome uh, because so many people call me and, you know, they're maybe their child or their uh, uh, brother or sister have an intellectual disability, and they have such a difficult time gaining employment. So that is really a great thing that you're uh, doing. And another way that you're an advocate, which you are an advocate in many, many areas, but let's start with Forward Works Consulting. Uh, Share with our listeners what type of consulting and even some examples of the work you've done. Oh, sure thing. So Forward Works Consulting, I actually launched the company a while back with some colleagues, and I, you know, we'll probably get into talking about Susan Daniels a little bit later, but Susan and I tried to start Forward Works back in 2012, and um, as you know, she passed away. Um, so a couple of years ago, I started part-time again with the project, and so Forward Works Consulting uh, bridges two disciplines. Um, you know, I have a management degree, so it brings in management disciplines. So management consulting services pointed at driving disability-inclusive results. Um, and so those are my two passions, and that's what the company is really founded on. Um, now, um, in 2019, being full-time, uh, you know, we've kind of um, – Jump-started, and uh, my wife and I, Mary Beth, I don't think you've met her, um, but she and I both bring in different perspectives on disability. So we're partners in the organization, and um, you know, our services are around program and performance management, no surprise, uh, delivery of training and technical assistance, um, looking at 
you know, obviously disability and inclusion. I have some roots in accessibility and reasonable accommodation. Um, and then through my passion of mentoring, we, we run events that, you know, bring in mentoring, um, as a service to organizations as well. Um, and we've been lucky enough to, to work with a Department of Agriculture project, Department of Defense project, and um, I'm currently providing services for the Department of Labor uh, with their employer engagement and then their retain network as well, which is researching to stay at work and return to work. Um, so that's some of what we've been doing uh, lately with the government agencies. Um, you know, and just a, a note, I, you know, the reason why, Individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities is on my radar is because of some work that I do with the Rights Camera Access Initiative. Ford Works partners there. And um, we run mentoring circles for the state of California. And I met this young man, Sean, who's out in uh, near Lodi, California. And Sean has an intellectual disability, and he and I have uh, formed a relationship. And he's really the one that's let me in and show me the pathway to how to work with individuals with intellectual disabilities and uh, embed them in all we do. So that's a little bit about what we're doing at ForwardWorks and the services we provide, Um, but it also shows how we connect in, and everything we do is intentionally designed to ensure that um, folks with disabilities are on our teams and we're learning from each other. Oh, that is so great. And, and you, uh, I know you've done other engagements talking about accessibility and employment because PNC brought you right here to Pittsburgh uh, to do something for uh, the employees. So you, you work with businesses and with the private sector both. That's correct. Right. Yeah. And it was great to be in Pittsburgh with you. I, you know, I, I have the opportunity through one of my roles with the Department of Labor, you know, employer technical assistance to get around the country. And there are some regional locations that are doing fantastic work. But certainly your consortium in Pittsburgh and the leadership that you all bring is Bender Consulting, but also Highmark and other employers, Giant Eagle and PNC. I was so impressed. 75, 85 individuals in the room, all thinking about how a region can move disability employment forward. So it's great to be in Pittsburgh with you, where my family is originally from, but also to experience the, the work that your consortium is, is conducting. Yes, that is really great. How all those companies have joined together. Um, I mean, I'm so proud that they're doing that. But Derek... I know how strongly you believe in mentoring young people and adults with disabilities. And something I know you're very passionate about is the National Disability Mentoring Coalition. So I wanted to know how a young person with a disability could get involved or an adult. Could you tell us about the the, uh, coalition? Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you bringing up mentoring. It's something that... Um, I would look at. So about six years ago, a group of us literally got a napkin out at a back then USBLM conference, a disability end conference. And we said, what is the national policy around mentoring as a disability inclusion strategy? And unfortunately, it, it's not very deep. Um, and so for the past six years, we brought together um, professionals 
from the business space, the academic space, but also the advocate space to include young people and others with disabilities. And we formed the National Disability Mentoring Coalition. And I thank and applaud Bender Consulting for being a member of the coalition, along with about 60 other organizations from across the United States. The mission is to increase the awareness of mentoring as an inclusion strategy, but also to drive um, inclusion results. So inclusive communities, inclusive academic programs, and of course, inclusive employment opportunities through mentorship. Um, And we do that through policy advocacy work and programming. Um, So the coalition, as I said, has about 60 members in its network, and we connect to individuals in communities. So how can a young person or an adult, for that matter, find a mentor? Um, You know, it's not easy. That's why we built the coalition. Um, You know, unfortunately, as we approach, right, we're at 29 years of going on 30 years of non-discrimination legislation in the United States with the Americans with Disabilities Act, and yet young people with disabilities still receive denial of services in our country when they go to have a mentorship experience. Um, So we're trying to change that. We work closely with an organization called Mentor, the National Mentoring Partnership. So a young person with or without a disability in the United States can go to mentoring.org, and they can go to something called the Mentoring Connector, and they can look up a zip code and find in their community all across the United States a mentoring program. We also offered the opportunity to come to our website, the Mentoring Coalition's website, at disabilitymentors.org, and you could look up a program that's specific to disability mentoring, meaning if you're a young person who has a disability and you're looking for a mentor who also has the same disability, then you could leverage our network to try to identify that individual. Um, To be honest, uh, Joyce, when it comes to finding adults mentoring programs, they're few and far between for adults with disabilities in the United States. And it's an area that we're working on, but we get inquiries all the time. What I would recommend to an adult with a disability is to join the Mentoring Coalition as a network member. There's no cost, and you would become part of the dialogue to try to change that. And that way, you're with a community that's addressing the very issues that you care about, and you can help design it because what we want is that participation and authentic voice. So to do that, you can go to disabilitymentors.org, and that leads you to an online network form, and you can submit it, and that would shoot you over. Um, my my, my uh, email would be on there, in effect. So that would be a recommendation, and we would love to have them. Right. What is that uh, website again? Yeah, so there's two. There's the, the Mentoring Coalition is disabilitymentors.org. And then the Mentoring Connector, which is a national platform of youth services, is at mentoring.org. And how often do you have these meetings, Eric? And the meetings I'm are sorry, monthly. Derek. Derek, and how often they, do you have these meetings? The meetings are monthly. Um, we, we get together on the first Friday of each month. Um, for a while, they were closed meetings, but I'm pleased to announce that we're opening 
these meetings to any interested participant. All you have to do is sign up to be part of our network. And then we, we, we get together via webinar platform on the first Friday of the month. We had guest speakers, um, individuals that have been leaders in the mentoring space. Um, we have new programs that come in that talk about innovative models. Like last month, we had the ADA 25 group out of Chicago talking about their next cohort of leaders with disabilities um, going through their program. So our, our content can always evolves, and uh, we love showcasing uh, different regions and different models showing intersectional thought on mentorship and really not your old-school mentoring models. This is thinking about how do we get um, individuals to learn from each other in ways that hasn't been tried before. And so you see peer mentoring models, reverse or reciprocal mentoring models. Um, it, it's a fascinating group that we have together, and I encourage people to participate. Um, you know, and one more thing, Joyce, I wanted to tell listeners that, you know, you are a member of the Disability Mentoring Hall of Fame. You're part of our inaugural class, and so you are a phenomenal leader, but also an important mentor in our space. And so I wanted to do a shout-out to you and being part of the Mentoring Hall of Fame. And we do have our next call for nominations for the Hall of Fame. It's coming up. It's going to be on October 1st. And so we October have, 1st, you know, okay. Uh, yep, yes, yep. and it, it is we'll an honor for me to be uh, in that Hall of Fame for the mentoring. That is truly an honor. But right now, we're going to go to break. Hey, if you just joined us, we are talking to Derek Shields, the president of Forward Works Consulting. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Derek. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Since 1985, Bender Consulting Services has served as a national leader in advancing employment of people with disabilities, including veterans with disabilities, with private sector companies, and federal government agencies. Bender assists customers with achieving their diversity and workforce inclusion initiatives by tapping into a talent pool of individuals seeking professional positions, including those in the STEM fields. In addition, Bender services include disability employment consulting, training and technology accessibility through their high-test line of service. For more information, please visit www.benderconsult.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to Disability Matters. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joyce Bender. And welcome back, everyone. 
Hey, if you just joined us, we're talking to Derek Schultz, the president of Forward Works Consulting. And if you have been listening and you're thinking, oh, I wish this other person had heard this show, Spotify or Apple, put in Disability Matters with Joyce Bender, and you can hear the podcast. I I wanted to ask you one other question, Derek. Of course, you know Disability Mentoring Day uh, in October is a national day where high school students can go to a company for a day of job shadowing. And you know what I always say? I always say when anyone's in any mentoring program, it changes both people. Okay, the person without a disability says, wow, you know, okay, I was wrong about people with disabilities. You know, this person could really do the job. And then for the person with a disability, they say, wow, look at the opportunities where I can work. And I'm assuming you see the same thing with the coalition. Absolutely. And, you know, through the coalition and with partnering with the American Association of People with Disabilities and mentoring events in Washington over the years. Um, you know, it's, it's key. The one thing that we tend to see is that both sides have positive experiences. And what I always mention to people is don't stop there. Once isn't enough. You need to have consistent commitment because when you have consistent commitment, then you have consistent learning from both sides. And that's where we get to changing internship uh, opportunities, and that's where we get to changing uh, affirmative employment opportunities. So once we, we we can leverage mentoring to learn from both sides, but we also just need to have consistent commitment all the way through, and to do that, find great partners. And they're in communities all over the country. Um, I'm lucky enough to live in the Washington, D.C. area, so I can partner with AAPD and um, the leadership team there frequently. Um, but, um, yeah, beautiful opportunity to launch an initiative and get leadership's attention because leaders love the Disability Mentoring Day experience. Yes, they do. I'm very proud to serve as the vice chair of AAPD, uh, and we have a huge event in Pittsburgh. That's why we have a kickoff on Monday night before the Wednesday of Disability Mentoring Day, and it really does make a difference. We have companies here that bring Oh, so many students on 40 or 50 for the day, and it it just really does make a difference. Derek, so if someone is listening and they say, oh, this is great, I'd like to be a mentor, how would they get involved? So the National Disability Mentoring Coalition is actually housed at uh, Partners for Youth with Disabilities. That organization is headquartered in Boston, um, so there's a few different ways that you can get involved. One is that there's an online mentoring platform. So we would encourage you to sign up if you want to have a distance-based relationship to be a mentor through that platform. Two, with 60 members in our network, if you want to have a relationship that's more of a in-person or face-to-face relationship, we could connect you to a member in the network and then you could apply to be a mentor directly through that organization. So in either case, by going to our website, disabilitymentors.org, you know, that's a way to get connected to both models, online mentoring or to one of our member uh, programs. And if someone would like to make 
a donation? Uh, maybe a company wants to be a sponsor. How did they do that? Oh, absolutely. We would be thrilled to have more support as a grassroots organization. And um, disabilitymentors.org has a donate button on it. Um, you could go in and provide the coalition a donation or one of our two signature programs, um, the Susan Daniels Disability Mentoring Hall of Fame or the Dinah Cohen Dream Fellowship Program. And with any of those donations, then we would give sponsorship credits to that organization to include uh, their name and branding on our website and program materials. Thanks for bringing that up. I really appreciate it. Yeah. So once again, how do they reach you to do that? They just go to the webpage. Is is there a donate part or what do they do? Right. Disabilitymentors.org. Right there on the primary navigation, there's a a button up there. Um, I think it actually says say uh, join instead of donate. Uh, But under the join, uh, yeah, under join, you can provide a donation as well through an online donation page. Okay, that's good. Okay, everyone. You know, I always say people listen to these shows and they hear about these people and they say, wow, that is so great. Yeah, they need to do more of that. But guess what? You need money to do more of that. So, you know, remember this group when you're thinking about making a donation. So you already alluded to it, but you know, Eric, that next year is the 30th anniversary of the signing of the Americans with Disabilities Act, which is so amazing. You know, I didn't get started with my company until 1995, although I worked in the disability community, uh, you know, before the ADA was signed, but I was not there. Oh, that would be so great. But in my office, I have a shadow box that Susan, um, Susan, not Susan, um, Janine Bertrand put together, who was the who is the wife of the late Evan Kemp, who was a EEOC commissioner, was up on stage with President Bush when the ADA was signed. Um, so I have that in my office. I have a copy of the ADA. I have a ticket to the White House that day. I have an ADA pin, and I have the words that Evan Kemp was going to say when he introduced the president, and it is in on two index cards where he was writing it, uh, and his wife put together that whole shadow box, and what a treasure that is to me. But I wasn't there. I wish I had been there. I wasn't there that day. What a great day. But here we are today, and only 70% of Americans with disabilities are counted in the workforce, which is horrible. So, Derek, what do you think we need to do to move the needle? Yeah, it's a fantastic question. I appreciate the opportunity to focus on it. Coming up on 30 years you know, I, I, I went to public school in California in 1975, so I'm the first product of the IDEA generation, you know, when we started to mainstream students with disabilities in our schools. And then we added the great landmark legislation, the ADA, whereas many countries in the world don't have those opportunities. And all these years later, our policies still don't equate to employment opportunities 
Um, I've been working with some colleagues over the past five years. Some of these individuals you, of course, know. Um, you know Tony Coelho, um, Paul Hippolytus over at the World Institute on Disability, and some other friends. And, you know, there's, there's a need. We focus so much on the employer side, but how much do we focus on the supply side and really boosting confidence? Um, and so between my work with the consulting company and the mentoring coalition, I've literally spent the past five years with around 5,000 young people with disabilities. And I've had the opportunity to talk to them about networking. And it was clear to me that, like me, nobody taught me how to network. And like them, they didn't really have the confidence in networking strategies and it just brings forward this notion is what are we doing to prepare on the supply side? Um, and so, you know, I see peer mentoring happening in social media spaces where youth and young adults with disabilities are supporting each other and they're trading tactics about how to break through these barriers that society has created. Um, but my, my preference is don't change things on the supply side, but increase the focus on supply side preparation and making sure that individuals know how to navigate their own careers in their own voice and find their pathways to employment. Uh, and I, you know, so I mentioned the networking um, area that I focused on, and I'll continue to do that work. I created a, a guide in the, a workshop called Nobody Taught Me How to Network, and it's just one of the favorite things I enjoy doing because it gets people activated in managing their own network and their own careers rather than listening to others. Oh, that is awesome. How do you get what you wrote? Where, where is that? Where do they have that? Well, I'm going to create a landing page where people can download it. But in the meantime, they can, it's, uh, it's available through me. You can go to my website, forwardworks.net to, to find me or um, I, I, you know, I post it on LinkedIn as well. Um, but it's, it's, what's cool about it, too, Joyce, is that everyone that I've met along the way, a lot of young leaders with disabilities um, or recent professionals, um, they're in it. So individuals like Alec Frazier talk about networking as an autistic professional. Um, individuals like Sean Horn in New York talk about how to have confidence and center love in your network. Um, so, therefore, you're giving more than receiving and making sure that um, your network will then deliver based on that. And so it's all these fascinating, awesome people that I've met that are right in the guide. So, um, yeah, people, um, it's cool. I, I, I give the guide away. I'm not sure if that's a good business model or not, but I um, attest that to Ed Roberts. I never met Ed, but there's a quote he had, and it means a lot to me. And it says we learn from each other. Uh, and, you know, so that's why I give the networking guide away. It's all about learning from each other. And if we do that, then we'll help the next generation surpass this 70% number and find a way to finally break through. And as Paul Hippolytus says, you know, we've been tracking this data since 1973 in the United States, and we still haven't improved. So something's wrong, and maybe the network itself will change it if, other policies and programs are unable to. Well, you know what? That is so wonderful that you would do that. See, now you know why I told you to make a donation. Or if you are a company or a federal agency, you should get in touch with Derek 
and his company, Forward Works Consulting. You know, you could be a state in the state or, you know, local. And what is the website? I forget. I didn't mention that. What is your website for Forward Works Consulting? Yeah, it's uh, forwardworks.net. So it's one word, forwardworks.net. And the notion, right, is that um, if we leverage uh, project management disciplines, then we will move missions forward. Uh, and in this case, it's leveraging networks to do that. So, yeah, go to forwardworks.net. You'll find an email address. Just send me an inquiry, and I'll send you that if you're interested in the networking guide. Yeah, and again, this is private sector and government agencies. Because I know that right now there are a lot of agents think, agencies thinking of becoming that set aside, you know, for uh, disability-owned business enterprises, which I am one. And I know that Eric does, uh, Derek does work, which we'll talk to you, Derek, in a minute um, about disability in. But I'm saying he's the man. He's the man with this expertise. Well, Derek, you know, there are two people I wanted to talk to you about. And I know how much they meant to you and still do today. And I know they were a tremendous influence on you, your life, and mentoring you. And that would be Susan Daniels and Dinah Cohen. And I'm going to start with Susan only because you talked so much about her. And I know to you it was a tremendous loss when she passed away. Um, but what influence did she have on you? Well, thanks for bringing Susan up. I, you know, she was a, there was a loss as a partner in many ways to me. But you know, the more over the past almost seven years now, it'll be seven years next month since she passed away, the more that I've talked to others, felt the same way. It's a, her impact was deep in policy, but also in personal relationships. And you know, I, So Susan and I worked together on a project, Ticket to Work, and the work incentives over the Social Security Administration. And, um, you know, I was a bit of a young whippersnapper. And I, as a project schedule manager, would try to keep a large you know, federal contract moving to support the Social Security Administration objectives. And Susan would have to get me to stop. And so, you know, how did she influence my life? Susan taught me really the importance of stopping the focus on work and getting to know an individual. And it it might sound pretty basic, but she would really do that in a way to try to figure out a person's personal motivation. And I was not good at that. And so she led me through that by example and then taught me a little bit later um, some techniques that she would use in doing that. Um, But Susan had a a, a twinkle in her eye and a magnificent way of connecting with individuals. Uh, Normally it included some darn good food and maybe a cocktail. Um, But, you know, her way was to connect with individuals and, um, and I, I miss her, but we did establish the Mentoring Coalition in her honor, and that's why we have the Hall of Fame. Uh, so her legacy is deep and wide, and I'm honored to um, be part of maintaining that. And again, on October 1st, the Susan Daniels 
uh, Susan M. Daniels uh, Disability Mentoring Hall of Fame will open for nominations for the class of 2019, and we do that in honor of Susan. And by the way, for somebody that didn't know Susan at the time, she was the um, uh, highest individual in the Clinton administration with a disability. Um, so that was a number of years ago, though. Yeah, and, and she was a fireball. She was. You know, I only wish I got to know her longer, but once I did get to know her, I mean, you know, I just really liked her. And uh, she was just a fun person to be around, but very passionate. Uh, and I knew that she had had a big impact on you and on your life. And that brings me to the next person, which is Dinah Cohen. And I, what a loss. Oh, my goodness, when that happened. Oh, you know, it was so shocking uh, and, and so distressing because I knew her very well. But I know that you honored her uh, with a page on Facebook. I remember seeing that. But how about her? What, how did she influence you and mentor you? Yeah, well, that's a big one. So, you know, when we talked about 1995, you know, it was August of 1995. I literally walked down the hallway into a room and met Dinah and then worked for her and with her for nearly 23 years since that point. Um, so it's when you have a relationship like one of those, it's almost what didn't she teach me to some degree. Um, you know, Dinah was a fierce networker and, you know, when I was working with her, I didn't necessarily see it as closely, but then when I compare her to others, um, she made time and space for people that I was shocked that she was making time and space for, uh, she was running a, 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 a reasonable accommodations program for 69 federal agencies representing the Department of Defense and um, Wounded Warrior Councils, and yet would still make time for a colleague on their birthday and have dinner with them. Um, and so, you know, it, again, it comes down to uh, making time and space for an individual and building a relationship, but also the importance and power that comes out of proficient networking. And that's how Dinah built her career and, in effect, built the world's largest centralized accommodations program, which is now looked at as um, a best practice, not just in the federal sector, but in the private sector as well. Um, and so, you know, that was a loss March, not 2018, and it really came out of the blue, and it, it, it shook a lot of us. Um, so we, we created Team Dinah and talked about the Facebook page, and what we're doing is rolling that into the Dinah Cohen Dream Fellowship Program. Um, that will be in its second year. Um, just a beat on that was great. Um, we had a junior from Johns Hopkins University as the first Dinah Cohen Dream Fellow. And, um, you know, Dream stands for Disability Rights, Education, Activism, and Mentoring. Dream. Oh, that's, that's so good. Yeah, so that's, that's a bunch of college uh, campuses around the country that are student affinity networks that connect together. And they all work for an under an umbrella that Wendy Harbor runs called the National Center for College Students with Disabilities. Well, anyways, this Madeline was our, our fellow. 
and she was the first Dinah Cohen solo. And we, we introduced her to Dinah's colleagues. We took her around on Capitol Hill and introduced her to, to um, congressional staffers and committee members. And then we had her attend our National Disability Mentoring Coalition uh, Hall of Fame event where she spoke. And we're so excited. She is about to publish a blog through the Campaign for Disability Employment and release a disclosure toolkit that she made by interviewing young people about what they think about disability disclosure today. So that's all in Dinah's legacy, and uh, we're so excited for that program. Thank you for bringing up Susan and Dinah, two people that had a clear and important impact in my life. Yes, two great, two great women, two great disability leaders, no doubt about it. So I mentioned earlier a little bit about the other organizations that you're involved in. And see if you're listening to the show, I bet you're saying, wow, he's involved in a lot of things. And he is. And we'll talk about that right after break. We are talking to Derek Shields, the president of Forward Works and a national disability rights leader. This is Joyce Bender. Disability Matters on voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Derek. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Since 1985, Bender Consulting Services has served as a national leader in advancing employment of people with disabilities, including veterans with disabilities, with private sector companies, and federal government agencies. Bender assists customers with achieving their diversity and workforce inclusion initiatives by tapping into a talent pool of individuals seeking professional positions, including those in the STEM fields. In addition, Bender services include disability employment consulting, training and technology accessibility through their high-test line of service. For more information, please visit www.benderconsult.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to Disability Matters. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joyce Bender. And welcome back to the show. Hey, everyone, before we close the show today, we have been talking to Derek Shields, the president of Forward Works Consulting, and leader of the National Disability Mentoring Coalition, just a tremendous person. And please share this with everyone. Tell other people to listen to the show uh, because he's doing so many great things that, guess what, he deserves it. So, Derek, Disability Inn, while did it ever grow or what, Derek? Oh, it's been fascinating. Talk about uh, scaled-up growth. It's, um, you know, this year at the conference with 2,000 attendees, 
you can see the employer side momentum that's underway. It's just awesome to see. Oh, I mean, I remember years ago they had 300 people. Now they have to turn people away. I'm not kidding you. If you are interested in going to the conference uh, next July, I can't imagine how big it's going to be because of the 30th anniversary of the signing of the Americans with Disabilities Act. Just go to Disability N and you can find out more about the organization. And I know you're involved with Disability In, in Disability Inclusion. You've done a lot with them. First, what impact do you think they have had on the corporate America federal sector through this conference? Oh, absolutely. You know, Joyce, I have been working with Disability In as part of the team since November. Um, and prior to that, I had some different experiences with them, and I'll talk about those in a moment. But you know, what I, I've really got an internal view of the work more so than I had over the past 10 years, and I am incredibly impressed of the business-to-business model. Um, so, you know, when we talk about 2,000 individuals at a conference, they're coming there because their colleagues are leveraging business-to-business relationships to learn uh, different disability inclusion policies and practices. And then they go back to their company and they talk to each other about it. And they're like, this is a life-changing experience. And it, the momentum is really unstoppable. But, um, you know, to me, it's a it's a, a leading business-to-business disability inclusion network um, that has momentum um, that's really tied to uh, the Disability Equality Index. And so the impact that we see you know, I, it could be through Section 503, the federal contractors, and it's certain to be through the Disability Equality Index and the return on investment that this initiative that's the AAPD and Disability in Partnership has built. Um, so I think when you look at that tool and how it analyzes both the workplace strategies and the supplier diversity strategies, um, it's helping fuel the momentum and interest um, and I, you know, I'd be remiss without saying two things about the DEI. Um, one is that registration closes on January 31st for the next cycle. So if organizations are interested, it's a tool to create your strategic roadmap for disability inclusion success. Um, and I highly recommend it. It's thorough. You can look at it online if you want to check it out at disabilityin.org. The questions are all posted, no cost. Um, but the other part is the AAPD partnership. You know, Disability Inc. could have done this on their own, but they didn't. They chose to partner with AAPD, and, you know, I know Joyce is vice chair. You are familiar with this, but Ted Kennedy Jr.'s leadership role as board chair and champion, uh, champion disability inclusion through the DEI is just doing wonders for getting attention to this index. Um, so for me, the impact is great, and it's um, it's it's not um, looking like the momentum is going to end, but continue on, and we're excited to see where that goes. Oh, I mean, Jill Houghton, phenomenal. The whole staff, phenomenal. But I got to tell you, Ted Kennedy, I know I'm biased because he's a close friend of mine, but I don't think there's any question that he has taken DEI 
to a new level. I mean, what he's done with the investment community, the work he did with Accenture to have that uh, report come out that showed that companies that do have disability inclusion are four times more profitable than their peer in their industry. I mean, having that data Oh, my goodness. But, you know, you go to this conference, like, it is so exciting. It is. Everyone loves to go to this conference. Uh, And, again, as Eric said, if you want to get involved with Disability Equality Index, when did you say the deadline is, Eric? Derek? Yeah, it's closing on January 31st. So we have some time yet. So And also go to disabilityin.org because you need to register for that conference early. I am not kidding you when I tell you two years in a row now, they have not been able to accommodate everyone. How do you like that? Uh, A conference where they can accommodate. A conference where they turn people away. I mean, that is just phenomenal. And, and, and tell me again, Derek, a little bit more. What do you do for them? What do you do there? Sure. So uh, specifically, I have two roles. I'm I'm a consultant on the Inclusion Works team. Uh, that's headed up by Leslie Wilson. She's the vice president for workplace initiatives, um, and I partner with Emily Mausch and Deb Daggett and others. Um, that's a community of corporations. There's now 32 corporations in that community that share business practices and policies and really engage on the topic of how to leverage the DEI to move different components of their strategies forward. Um, and, you know, just recently announced hitting the community of corporations called Inclusion Works uh, hit 30,000 hires. So here are 32 companies that have hired 30,000 individuals with disabilities since that initiative began in 2015. Um, So in that work, I specifically have four companies, and I work closely with their E&I team and really cross-functional team in supporting the implementation of their strategies. Um, And the other cool thing that I really enjoy doing, I mentioned I went to Bucknell University. I was an international relations grad. Um, and then I didn't use that uh, for 25 years. Um, but now, uh, working with Disability In, I helped uh, create the Disability In Global Directory. And we have 30 countries online. Um, and they're populated with the legislation, employer requirements, um, accessibility, uh, talent sourcing organizations in each country, and other disability uh, service providers. Um, so the resources to help a company figure out, well, what do I have to know? Where do I start? And try to remove some of the barriers. So those are my, my two roles um, between Inclusion Works and the Global Directory and Initiatives. Um, and just, you know, I've got to say one other thing. I've served as a mentor in their next-gen mentoring program, the Mentorship Exchange. Um, and, you know, I highly encourage, I saw that the application is just opening to be a mentor in the program. And I really encourage people out there to do it. I, um, I've had some mentees in the program that changed my life. And, you know, shout out to Damon Wanke out in Bellingham, Washington. But he was my mentee, and I always tell people I'm not sure who the mentee actually was. I think I've learned way more from Damon than Damon ever 
um, taught me. And Damon now runs a company called Abilitrek. It's Adobe, um, just like you, Joyce. Um, but you were one of the first certified Adobe's as vendor consulting and led the way for folks like uh, Damon to come along later. So those are some uh, of my roles with disability in today. Okay, Derek, I'm giving you an assignment. Uh, Mary yeah. Rocker and myself want to be a mentor. So that's your assignment. Well, we're going to make that happen. Okay, I'm counting on that. So, uh, Derek, what message would you like to leave with our listeners today? Well, it's a, you know, it's a great question. And, I, you know, as folks can tell, I'm pretty passionate about what I do. And I love two things, two disciplines. I love management consulting and program management. And I love mentoring and networking. And, you know, so I found that my two purposes can be blended and create one. And, um, you know, so I would really, you know, it's not necessarily a challenge, but it's, a, it's perhaps a shared agreement to have everyone think about how to embed new collaborators in your planning processes. So we don't need to, to go through the planning process to then invite people with disabilities to be part of our team once the plan's in place, because then we're missing out on all of the learning that could happen. So I say, why you build it, build in people that we can all learn from each other. Um, And as soon as they're there, you're going to have the new perspectives. You're going to have authentic voice. You're going to have a better experience. And in effect, you can listen and then get out of the way because we, as many individuals, have created the barriers and we need to seed space to individuals with disabilities to capture experiences that haven't been afforded to them. Um, so if we can all do that collectively in the shared experience, um, then that 70% number will come tumbling down. Um, so that's, that's my gig, and I hope others will join me in that gig as well. I'm sure they will. Thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, Derek, it was a Derek Shields on the show. It was a pleasure to have you. Um, if you're listening to the show, you're looking for employment opportunities and you're a person with a disability, BenderConsult.com. Get in touch with us today. So we went in every show with a quote, and today that is never give up, for that is just the place and time that the tide will turn, said Harriet Beecher Stowe. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Talk to you all next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. We are the leader in live Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com.